know you've been waiting for me to finally get to the place where we talk about what do we actually do to reverse our PCOS. And that's what this episode is all about. So let's go ahead, dive in and get started. You're listening to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of PCOS and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashleen Korchek, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. So in this episode, we are talking about PCOS lifestyle medicine. This is not inclusive or exclusive of whatever your doctor is prescribing you. This is something you can do 100% on the side to really just care for your body and give your body that needed boost that it needs to be healthy and to thrive. So why is lifestyle medicine the best way to go? Well, this is the PCOS Repair Podcast, so this is an extremely important topic for us to discuss. And medical research agrees that lifestyle management is the best way to go. Now, your doctor may or may not talk to you a whole lot about it because it's not the care that they provide. It would be more from a functional medicine doctor, a holistic doctor, more of a preventative health type of a endeavor. And so when you go to see your doctor, they are going to focus on the options that they have at their fingertips to assist you with your PCOS. And we are going to talk about those in a future episode. They're not good. They're not bad. They are what they are. In this episode, we are focusing on what your lifestyle can do to manage your PCOS and why it is so important when it comes to balancing your hormones, reversing your symptoms, and ultimately finally feeling good in your body. So how does root cause healing even really work? So this lifestyle approach is really going to be all-encompassing and it starts at our root cause. So if you haven't already, make sure you go and take the PCOS root cause quiz that I'll have in the show notes below. But this is the only way to really manage your PCOS as a whole. Medications, supplements, they all kind of piecemeal off little tiny bits and pieces of what's aggravating your PCOS and your hormones and what's creating symptoms. Whereas when we dive down and we look at the root cause, we are addressing what is setting off the chaos to begin with. So the way that we want to look at this from a larger standpoint, we know your root cause. And now we want to look at the environmental bubble, if you will, that you live in. So this is going to be all the aspects that are going to be affecting you, your body, your health, and ultimately leading to that root cause, creating havoc in your hormones or healing and reversing the havoc, reversing the symptoms in all intents and purposes, healing and reversing your PCOS. So this bubble includes the foods that you eat. Is your body getting the nutrition that it needs? Or we can always be kind of be neutral, like our food may not be harming or helping our body, or are we even eating foods that are creating problems that are inflammatory, that are high in sugar, that are immediately being transformed into blood sugar when they hit our bodies? Are we getting enough sleep? And by sleep, it could even just be, are we getting enough relaxation, downtime? Are we allowing our bodies to unwind? These are all parts of our environmental bubble. And they don't have to be perfect every day, but these are just things that when you think about your day-to-day life, and I'm going through this list, 
just kind of make a mental note of which ones may be things that you want to address or pay more attention to as you're caring for your body so that your PCOS can do better. Our mental health. This is a huge one. And it encompasses everything from, you know, our self-talk, from our relationships, like our entire environmental bubble really can play on this. Even the foods that we eat can affect our mental health. Because if we are constantly having kind of that high and low, that high of sugar high, and then the crash, if we have low energy from lack of sleep, all of these things play a huge role in just our outlook of our day. Is our day calm or chaotic? Now, I know different personalities are going to be drawn towards calm and think that's the way to go. And some people thrive on the chaos, the busy, the hustle bustle. And again, none of these are good or bad. It's really more about creating a balance and remembering that our personality preferences are amazing and they're what makes us us. But we also have to think about our body and think of your body almost as a small child or a pet. Like maybe it's like your favorite dog. And you think about how a dog gets really scared at things they don't understand, how they need some reassurance, how they need to get on play, but they also need some rest. And as pet owners, it's our responsibility to create this safe and loving environment for us, the safe and loving environment for them. Because unfortunately, we have all seen dogs that are clearly not cared for. Their coat isn't shiny. They shy away from you. They cower. They're aggressive. And they start to get these traits that basically indicate to us that they aren't cared for. And if you think of your body like that, where PCOS is telling us, the symptoms of PCOS is telling us like a dog that cowers or gets aggressive, it's telling us that it's not being cared for in a way where it can be this beautiful golden retriever with this lovely coat and waggy tail that's just so happy to see you and so well-behaved and just a delight to be around. That is the difference that this environmental bubble can make. And so as you think about this list of things, it's not that your dog doesn't love treats or love to play and catch a ball. It's that that's its personality. But sometimes as a pet owner, we also know that it needs to unwind or it needs to get out and socialize, even if these things are a little outside of its comfort zone. But we do it in a way where we create safety and comfort around that. Maybe if we are shy and we need to get out and see people because it does fill a need, we take our best friend with us as our wingman or you know whatever it is that makes you feel calm and enjoy a more chaotic situation or a more energetic situation that can lift our mood or make us feel fulfilled in many ways that a lot of times we shy away from because of our personalities so it's just finding those balances even amongst our personality preferences all right back to our list of environmental bubble so the next one is relationships This can include our friends, our family, our work colleagues, and yourself. You have a relationship with yourself. And probably the most important primary relationship that goes completely ignored and unthought of in our lives, because you can't get away from yourself. We can take a break from everyone else, but we can't take a break from ourselves. And the thoughts that we think, the thoughts that we tell ourselves, the thoughts that we tell ourselves, like, oh, you've tried that before, or this is how it is, or... I hate to exercise, or I don't like vegetables, or I really don't feel like cooking tonight. All of these thoughts, again, they're not good or bad, but they're constantly in our head. And when we set intentional thoughts, thinking about how we really want to feel, you know, thinking about that small child or our dog where we want to create an environment that will help them to thrive, what thoughts will assist us in that? Really important. And it goes completely unthought of for most people. 
movement. Notice how I didn't say exercise. I know a lot of women with PCOS do not like to exercise. And then there's a group of women that love to exercise or feel like exercise is the only way that they have some semblance of control over their bodies. And regardless, exercise tends to be a hot and difficult topic sometimes for women with PCOS. And we were going to have a whole episode on it in the future. However, I will say right now that when we think of our environmental bubble, movement is important. It allows us to have good circulation, which helps us to get the nutrients that we need to all of our body parts. It allows us to clear our mind. It allows us to possibly get some fresh air if we go for a walk or work out outside. It helps us to regain energy. And I know a lot of times the excuse is, oh, I'm too tired to exercise. But exercise can actually invigorate and wake you up and make you feel amazing. It can also help you sleep better so that your energy is better tomorrow just because you exercised yesterday. And before you tune me out because you don't want to exercise, what I mean by movement can just be getting more, another word, movement in your day, parking a little farther away. When you start to feel like desk fatigue, just doing a quick lap, even around the office, like, you know, do a lap where you stop at the bathroom, stop at the drinking fountain, stop by and ask a question or drop off something in the office and then go sit back down and just kind of those breaks of movement, not getting just so glued to our seat, focusing on our posture, all of those things clue us into our body's movement. And they don't have to be time consuming. They don't have to be exercise intensive, but they just help us get a little bit more limber, less stiff, get some blood flowing and help us feel better. All right. And then the last one here is creating a clean and non-toxic living environment. And I feel like this is a little bit nebulous again, because it could be every single one of those, right? It could be clean, non-toxic relationships and the food, but also just things that we come in contact with, like trying to avoid bad air or harsh chemicals or just too many chemicals in general, just trying to create as clean and wholesome an environment for your body as possible. So often we just go with convenience and it's a balance, right? Because if we go too difficult, all of a sudden we are stressing ourselves out in a whole new way by trying to do all of these clean, non-toxic things. And so again, it's finding that balance. And this is again, where understanding and really knowing your current primary root cause and taking that quiz I keep telling you to take is so important because it's going to help you say, okay, and it's the next step. You can only do so much in any given moment. Um, you can only change so many things each week. You can only take on so many new projects in your health at a time. And knowing your primary root cause can help you know the next step, the next thing that when you have that bandwidth to take on, you know, preparing, maybe you're like, okay, I'm just going to start preparing one better meal a day. That is the right type of baby step. You're not overwhelming yourself, but you're moving the right direction. And it's amazing how that little tiny step can have an impact on your hormones. Okay. So what do you do with all of this? Well, first of all, you need to have that clear path. So take the root cause quiz, then start with slow and manageable amounts of change at a time. You have to look at what's currently going on in your life. I mean, that's your environmental bubble, right? If you are currently at a big 
thing going on at work or a family member has something going on, whether it's, you know, a medical problem or you're going through a big move or there's a big family event, like a wedding or something that's going on, like you're going to have a limited amount of resources to change a whole lot in your health. So take that into account because again, going back to that self-talk, when we set ourselves up to fail, then we believe that we're a failure when in reality, all we did was we weren't realistic with our expectations for ourselves. Going back to that puppy example, think about your wonderful pet dog when it was a puppy. It only has so much self-control and to put things in front of it that you don't want chewed is ultimately going to lead to those things getting ruined. And so it's just about having expectations of this is a puppy. They will get better. (laughs) They will do better. I have a dog right now. He's a puppy and he's just starting to get better. So you can see where I've just been through this. It's raw. But anyway, Set yourself up for success by taking small, manageable steps. And then when you get that one under your belt and you feel comfortable with it, then add another one. Don't try to do everything at once. It's not sustainable. And it's ultimately, it's not going to last long enough for you to even see the result that you could have gotten had you taken the baby steps. And then we start to question, well, is this even right for me? Maybe this won't work for me. And again, we start to lose hope, which leads to us not taking the action. When we don't believe in something, we're not going to do it. And so first of all, we have to have a clear path, take manageable steps and not overwhelm ourselves. All right. So in closing this episode and the last couple have been really talking about getting in touch with your body so that you can reverse your PCOS naturally. But what about medicine? Like I alluded to, I want you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button because in the very next episode, we are going to be talking about the importance of your doctor and how to have the best approach and relationship with them and medicine and PCOS possible. So I'll catch you then. Bye for now. Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms? I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful. When we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs, not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing while still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free. So go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health.